understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome to the Do Some Shit Podcast. Today, I'm super excited because I am talking to, I'm going to be honest, the woman behind the podcast. I just told her I'm just a pretty face for the podcast. So the reason why this even is like between your ears right now is because um, of Jessica. And Jessica runs an amazing company called Insta Podcast. And what she does is basically like do all the hard work. And then I just get to show up, which is pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) That was the purpose, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly why you did this, right? So and allows me to be in my zone of genius. Like we just talked about it. And that is one of the biggest things is people just get really, really overwhelmed with, with the fact of launching anything, right? Like courses or anything that you decide that you want to do to kind of express yourself professionally or in your zone of genius. And a lot of times, People don't really know that you can actually outsource that and you don't have to take everything on. So super excited to have her because honestly, like without her and her platform, like you probably wouldn't be listening to me right now. So I just want to share her, her, let her introduce herself because she's pretty amazing. So Jessica, for anyone who doesn't know you, who are you? (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, first of all. And I'm so freaking proud of you for sharing your message. And it's so funny to see you walk through this process because you're so bomb on stage. And I think it's because you're just so passionate about serving people. Like people don't realize how you are truly very, very passionate about helping people understand like how, how you've gotten to a point where it is like, if you want to do this, you can do this. It's easy. You just have to, it's not about the know-how. It's about like getting off your butt and making it happen. And, but seeing you behind the mic has been like a whole different story. And it's, I tell everyone, it's just getting used to it. Like it has nothing to do with anything personal. It's just, it's very different talking to a microphone than it is standing on a stage. It's just, you don't get people's natural reactions. You don't, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. you don't get a nod. You don't get any validation. And then sometimes <laughs> no instant validation. Yeah. And sometimes you're talking and you're like, Hmm, I think that might have been really dumb. Like, <laughs> it takes- I was recording yesterday, like solo episode, and that happened to me. And I'm like, yo, this is really weird. It's just me in this room with carpet on the floor. I'm at my table, a cup of water. Like, and like, usually it's funny because I always think about it. Like, a lot of times, like, I've stopped myself in conversation where like my friends are like, I'm just talking. And then I'm like, yo, that would have been a dope podcast. And then I'm like, I was talking the whole time by myself. They were just agreeing with me. <laughs> I just have to pretend someone's there. <laughs> but anyways, who who are you? I just, I want people to know who you are because your story is pretty amazing. Aw, see, I don't feel that way, but I appreciate you giving me the platform to say that. <laughs> So if I can wrap it up in a quick message, Jessica Hurley, I am now the founder of agency called Insta Podcast that we created because busy entrepreneurs like Christina that already have a powerful message that already are doing something amazing that are already serving so many people. If you knew anything about podcasting and how awesome it is and how easy it is to spread your message to the masses differently than social media, it's so time consuming. The work is so time consuming. When I first learned how to do it, I was like, oh my God, who can do this? Like, how do people have time? 
time. I devoted a year to like trying to learn how to fit it into my schedule with me with a full-time job. And then that led me to actually quitting my full-time job and becoming a full-time podcaster, full-time consultant. And I have actually a really cool story about how I actually started the agency. And this will give you a lot of insight into how important it is to have a meaningful mentor. I actually interviewed a woman on my podcast just because I thought she was like great, awesome, wanted her content on my podcast. And it's so important to me the way in which I serve my audience on my podcast. So I interviewed her. She messaged me three weeks later and was like, you know, I kind of want a podcast. Like, how does that work? And I got on the phone with her and I walked her through everything. So that sounds like a lot and I don't want to do it. And I was like, okay. And she's like, would you do it for me? And I said, uh, sure. (laughs) And it's so crazy because people don't know this, but it was around the time of my 30th birthday. It was around the same weekend that I got engaged. It was like around all this stuff. And it was like a week before I quit my job. And I thought I had a plan when I quit my job. I thought I did because I was already making money consulting and coaching. And I was like, okay, so that I'll just go with that and I'll scale when I quit my full-time job. And this was never the plan. The agency was never the plan. And in the week of all of this, I put this girl's podcast together. I have her send me some content. In a week, I had it off the ground and done. And she called me or I sent it to her and I called her and I said, hey, everything's live. You're good to go. And she was like, asking me all these questions. Like, is it on iTunes? Is it here? Is it this? Is it what about this? What about this? And I was like, it's done. It's done. It's done. I did it. And she just like sat on the phone and she said, this is so amazing. I can't believe you have this skill. Like I, I was just joking with you when I said like, can you hurry up and do it? And you literally did it so fast. And she said, bill me. And I was like, okay. And yeah. I sat in front of my computer that night for probably two and a half hours. And I was like, what do I charge do this? I what do right. I bill do this I girl? And so I literally like, I, I just want to share this because I want to empower someone who's like just starting in business, whether it be real estate or anything. And I billed her $250. And when I tell you, I felt like crap. I was like, oh my God, like, what if she doesn't pay it? Like maybe I should have <laughs> just done it for free because she has such yeah. a massive brand, you know, maybe like that'll just help me in the long run. Maybe I've never done this for anyone else. So like maybe I should right. just not bill her. And I woke up the next morning and she paid me four times what I billed her for. Wow. And wow. that just gave me chills. I know I do. I do stuff like that. So like, that's why <laughs> I do stuff like that. So I always like when I hear other people do, I'm like, yo, like that is amazing. But, well, it was one. It's so solidifying that there's still good people out there that like they're truly here to mentor and help people on this earth. Right. Because she has no idea that it wasn't just about the money. It wasn't empowering my journey. It was that she was like, it was what she said. Cause it's I worth more. Yeah. I called her the next morning. I actually FaceTimed her and she looked at me and I looked at her and I was like, um, did you and she's like, pay you too much? <laughs> like, was that an error? Yeah. And she was like, did I pay you too much? And I said, yeah. Did you mean to do that? And she's like, yes, I did. And don't you ever charge someone <laughs> that again. She was like, I paid you what you're worth. You don't ever ask for a dollar or a cent less than that ever again. Mm. And I was like, wow. And she's like, what you did was worth way more than that. Like it was literally priceless. And I said, okay. And then a week later, I went to this conference and stood up and asked this question and literally a thousand people and said, I wanted my podcast to blow up. I wanted to serve all these people. I wanted to do all these things. And now I'm kind of lost. And I don't know if anyone knows who Marshawn Evans is. Yeah. Yeah. This woman stood up while she's on the panel and she said, I really want you to understand that you set out on a mission to be the artist. You set out on a mission with the podcast to be the artist, to be the person on stage, to be the person changing lives. Now that has not panned out for you and you feel as if you have failed. And she said, but God still has a plan for you. He still thinks that you're going to serve and change many. You just might be the producer. Which is way more powerful. Way more powerful. (laughs) And she used Sarah Blakely as an example, who is like the founder of Spanx. Mm -hmm. She was like, 
Sarah Blakely did not go out there, curate this powerful message, change lives, and then go create Spanx. She created Spanx, made all these women feel amazing in their own bodies, and then took that platform and created powerful messages. And she said, imagine producing all these amazing messages outside of your own, helping them spread their message to the masses. And then you think that God won't turn around and give you a platform to stand on? Right. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, okay, okay, God, like I hear you. She said it for you. I got you. And I honestly, I couldn't agree more with that because a lot of times, so I've been both a lot in front of people, right? Sharing my message. But a lot of people don't realize like for four years that I was just in giving like before I ever, I mean, and I would do like small stuff just, but naturally, like it would just come naturally. And I think that that's such an important space. Like most people, like there is a place for everyone, right? A lot of people, like maybe you're just not meant to be an entrepreneur, but you love real estate and your role is better served as an acquisitions manager inside someone's real estate business because you really thrive with structure or whatever the case is. And I think that so many people just get like what you think you want isn't really what you want. There, A lot of shit comes with that. Like running a business (laughs) is a lot of work. I just got off the phone before I got on here and I had a property that the mayor is also like is involved. We have like a lot of really small municipalities here in St. Louis. So the mayors in these municipalities just think that they they're just Jesus basically. And so they just add things for occupancy. Then I'm like, that does not affect anyone's life. Right. Like, but you know, a small punch list can be $2,000 extra. And I'm just like, like, why? That doesn't affect anyone's life. Right. And we already passed Section 8 inspection. You're making my life absolutely miserable for no reason. And that's, I mean, that's the stuff that people don't realize. Like, there's shit that comes with, you know, being the person that needs to make those decisions. Yeah. Do you want that? Are you ready for that? Are you ready for like, (laughs) people are like, I want to have freedom and I want to, you know, make bank and three times my income and I want to do this and I want to do that. One, are you ready to do this for years before it actually works? Are you ready for when shit hits the fan because people forget at their job when they feel like they go unnoticed and all of these things that also when shit hits a fan it's not on you it's on the person that owns the company or the ceo or and like, you make a big mistake right if you make a big mistake and they're just like oh man you made a mistake and you're like, oh my god i feel terrible like you're not the one that just lost a hundred thousand dollars exactly like, imagine how that person feels <laughs> this morning i fired two of my staff Because I said, that's it. Like, y'all are holding me back. Like, I was like, I have a very clear vision. I've been clear on the vision. And you two are the reason that, like, I'm not moving at the pace I want to move. And you and I talked about this the other day. Like, one of the most valuable lessons I'm learning is as a business owner, whether it be virtual or, like, in, you know, a brick and mortar or what in an office, like, you you can be nice. You can create culture. You can create like committed people and loyalty, but you cannot be nice and friendly and and get results in business. Like being nice to people without boundaries. Being nice to people is not going to get me committed people that are working for me. Yeah. And I think that that is, it's a gift and a curse, honestly, um, to love people because a lot of times you see the potential in people before they see it in themselves. And a lot lot of times they're not willing to work for that potential. Actually, I was listening to a sermon from Elevation Church and it was something about potential. Yeah, it was about potential and uh, the power of potential. And a lot of it 
was not right now. Right. And so sometimes, you know, you want to scale or you want to do things that you feel is the next step. But at the end of the day, it might not be right now. There's things and actions and qualities that you have to take on as a person to make these tough decisions. And I always relate everything back to real estate or wholesaling, really, because I feel like it's so foundational. But when I think about wholesaling, I feel like you don't necessarily have to know everything to wholesale. And that's why it's such a foundational piece to anything, right? Like you get to negotiate. You don't have to be an expert. All you need is one house, one seller, one person that will give you the opportunity to purchase their house. And that can catapult the rest of it. And I feel like we get so focused on doing 20 properties a month that we don't realize that first you have to get through one property. Exactly. And I think one podcast. (laughs) Well, there's so many people right now that are listening to this that are probably looking to be inspired or start in real estate. And that's not everyone. I'm sure you have a quality audience that's well into their real estate journey. But it's like most people won't move because they're paralyzed by the how. Like Mm -hmm. you need only one. You need one house under contract. You need to take one step in the right direction. Like people think that when they sit down with business, like if you and I went out for drinks right now and you said, I have this great idea, I'm going to start this and this and this. And I said, how did I actually expect you to be like, let me roll out the blueprint. I know exactly how I plan to do it. No, we're going to go back and forth on on ideas. We're going to talk about resources. You're going to seek out a mentor. We're going to, what's the first step into getting into this? How I'll get to that? And I actually don't know, but I'm committed. I believe it. And I'm going to take one step in the right direction. Once you're clear on the vision, really the steps to how come to life when you just take that first actionable step. That's really all you have to do. You don't have to know how. And I think that the vision, a lot of people get paralyzed a lot by that vision though, because the vision seems so far away from where you are right now. Like if you're struggling to pay your bills and you don't know where your next, you know, where you're going to buy groceries from, like the fact that you're going to live in a mansion and make $300,000 a month, like that's just unconceivable. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, yo, remove yourself from obviously have a goal in mind because my first two years in business, I just worked. I didn't have a vision. I didn't care. I was just like, yo, we're buying houses. Let's do this. I'm like, I don't know what I'm trying to do, but we trying to do something. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, so it's good to have some kind of vision, like some end goal. But the reality is, is like, just focus on the task at hand. Like, who are you going to help? How are you going to serve them? How can you impact their lives? And when you show up authentically, genuinely, and not trying to be like hungry, right? Like, it's not just about the $1,000, $5,000, $10,000 that you're about to make. But how are you serving them? How are you helping them with their problem? That is when you get paid. It's the same thing when with you launching your company, like you get paid because there was a problem, like people couldn't launch a podcast because they didn't want to either do the research to find out who was going to edit their stuff or whatever, or even so like who, you know, just like who's going to do this and who's going to do that and who's going to write my intro and my outro. And like, that shit is complicated. I'm like, yo, like we recorded and I'm like, "Eh, I don't like it. Let's try this again. Like, let's do this. (laughs) And that, and it's trial and error. But if you don't have, I mean, cause I, I see you like, obviously with the podcast, like my mentor, like if you don't have a mentor, to kind of like be like, yo, it sounds fine. Like you're overthinking it or like, let's just try it again. Just re-record it and see if it works for you better. Try to change it, you know, then you don't really know. And I feel like there's so many, I mean, it doesn't even have to be someone like that is right now, obviously like someone might be listening and they're like, oh, Jessica, like makes perfect sense right now. So it doesn't have to be someone who you've paid $10,000 to mentor you, like just plug in wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What you just said, it brings me back to this point of like everybody wanting to quit their job. And it's oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, your job is the dream funder. 
Two, if you're not being beat, like if you're not willing to invest, like that needs to be your nine to five needs to fund your nine to five for a while till you get into a comfortable place of like scaling. And you have to get out of a place of disparity and survival to get into a place of thriving. And so like, just like with like a house, it's going to be so hard for you to get a contract under house. If you're coming from a place of disparity, like just sign the contract, like give me the house. They can smell it. And it's like, it's the same thing. Like it, but you have to take a baby step to get out of that survival mode. You have to, like you said, having a vision, nobody can have a vision who can't figure out how to get past tomorrow. It's impossible. So if you've got to get to that place where you're either hoarding money to invest or- And it doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, just enough. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Or that you're willing to say, okay, I'm going to hustle late at night until the wee hours in the morning. I'm going to go to work during the day, get this money and invest it at night into the wee hours of the morning on whatever I'm working on until I get to a place where my vision can expand beyond tomorrow and what I'm eating and what I'm, how I'm putting gas in my car and all of these things so that I can work from a place of like being able to thrive of abundance. Because that survival mindset, that like crab in a barrel, you will, it will screw you every time people can smell it. Oh, yeah. Smell it. I think it kind of keeps you, I love kind of where we're going. Like it keeps you in that place because you can't see past it. You literally can't like, it's your mindset. I've been talking about this lately just because one of my friends is doing like a lot of mindset work and I'm kind of like guiding him through it. And just because last year I started going to therapy and stuff. So I kind of know like some of the things and I'm like, yo, like just listen to this. Like you have to replace when you're by yourself, right. And you're thinking about your bills are due. And you don't know how you're going to pay your bills and your kids need all this stuff, like back to school stuff and this and this. And like, oh, you look at your money and you look what you got to pay and the numbers just don't add up. Like that is like idle time of like thinking about that is going to keep you right there. So the thing like I'm like, OK, like listen to these YouTube videos, like I'll just send them YouTube videos. I'm like, hey, like listen to this, you know, and it automatically like it encourages you to just think a little bigger And it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be the mansion with 30 bedrooms and 50 bathrooms. Like it doesn't have to be that. It has to be a little bigger than what today looks like. A little bit more abundant to be able to serve people, to live in your purpose, your passion. And a lot of times, like, I feel like we don't really see that we are already living in our purpose because we're so blinded by the way we think it's supposed to look. Well, that's because we're constantly living in a life of comparison. Yeah. And competition. (laughs) Yeah. So God forbid that we're able to look on what we currently have. And that all goes back to like gratitude and affirmations and journaling and understanding where you're currently at and and knowing that where you're at right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. I tell everyone it's called the gap. It's that's what my entire podcast is. My personal podcast is about the stranded is embracing the phase in between where you are now and where you want to be. And just understanding that there's so many things in the way. There's so many reasons why you're not there yet. And you have to understand that the universe is saying you can't move forward because of this. You're not ready. Not yet. You're not, not ready. Yet. Like I need you to prove to me that you can handle a little bit of adversity. I need you to prove to me that I'm not giving you a business until you can show me how to get out of your own financial instability. Like I'm not going to give you these blessings until you can prove to me that you can handle them on the ground floor level. And it's like, you have to be able to manage your own life, your own mental stability, your own feelings, subconscious and financial situations. If you plan to like operate on a level that's above average. That's higher for sure. And I think one of the things and you, you mentioned that the subconscious mind, I think that people don't realize like how much like our childhood and like what we've done, like I don't don't blame your childhood, but fix whatever it is that you don't agree with in your childhood. Like everything that you were taught 
that you don't agree with, like subconsciously, you need to remove these things and replace them with things that serve you and serve your purpose and the vision and the life that you're trying to create with yourself. But it's all about substitution. Like you've been convinced that it's okay. Like, obviously, you know that it's not good to be broke, right? Everyone can agree to that. But there's things that like hustle, right? Like hustle is something that you see around you, either people hustle, different levels of hustle, right? And so if you grow up in an environment where people are hustling on a daily basis, just to make ends meet, you're conditioning yourself just to make ends meet. You know, if you're in an environment where people are hustling, but it's like a long-term play and there's a vision in play, like you're hustling differently. There's different levels of hustle, hustling with purpose. So like, you know, not just for the day, and hustling for like a long-term goal. Like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do for my entire life. Not just, you know, I'm not trying to wholesale one house. Like I'm trying to like build legacies. <laughs> well, there's there's so many, what you're talking about right now. And I think for somebody that might be listening to this, that might be like on the entry level floor trying to figure this out. Like, yeah, I hear you. But like, it, it's hard to even one, realize what we were taught when we were younger. And then right. two, like I've been living paycheck to paycheck for 20 years. How am I just supposed different. to tomorrow start thinking differently? And I really want people to look at it in baby steps. And I had to break that multiple times. Like even I put this out there all the time. When I quit my job, I was making $4,000 a month at my corporate job because I had a master's degree. I had a decent corporate mm-hmm. job. That's decent money in Florida anyway. And I said, okay, in the, before the end of the year, if I'm making 4,000 a year, then I'm happy. I mean, 4,000 a month because I'm, I'm happy because then at least I'm making my same amount of money it. and I'm right. replacing my income and I'm at home. So that's great. The first three months I made exactly $4,000. And I was like, like it really set in finally. Like I was like, that's because that's all I expected. I expecting nothing more. I expected to just be able to pay my bills. I didn't see myself living in abundance. And then I had to look at things and go, okay, for 10 years, you never thought you'd make more money than that. So how do you break that cycle? And I had to change everything around me. And I tell people all the time, there will be a period in the beginning where you will have to fake it. You will have to pull it out of your ass. Like you have to write, like me writing on a piece of paper, I want to make 15,000 a month. I was like, (laughs) 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 who do you think you are? How do you write that down? Yeah, there was a little bit of like, okay, like, you want to psych yourself up? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's like, but writing it every day and then getting to a point where it becomes a habit. And then once it becomes a habit, you begin to kind of believe it. And then once you make it such a habit that you kind of believe it, this right. is the part that people don't understand. You will start to manifest actions that will slowly get you to that place. And now I'm looking at my monthly income like, girl, you remember when you thought you would never make that? Like, <laughs> Look at you, you now. You remember, Look you at remember, you, girl. Like, when 4000 goes in, I'm like, yes. okay, well, pay the bills. Anyway, moving on. Like, I got these other things yeah. to take care of. Like, yeah. But there was a time when that wasn't a thing. And you have to create that outside yeah. thinking. And it creates so much discomfort. And that's oh, yeah. where people stop as they go, well, I sound really it's dumb. I say really, right. I sound really dumb to say that. You're going to have to force it. It is literally like the first day you go in the gym and you haven't been there for months and you're like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. And every time you walk in there, you're like, I'm gonna look like an idiot on the treadmill because I haven't been on the treadmill for like nine years. So no someone one is, is looking at you. No one's looking at you. No one cares. You. you have to force it. You have to get on the treadmill and literally force it until three or four days go by and you're like, okay, I kind of want to get on the treadmill now. I kind of mm-hmm. feel kind of good. Like you have to force yourself into these obscene habits. That yeah. that's really what differentiates the people that are 
average from people that are not average that have above average income. Yeah. And I think a lot of times just going back to like, how do you even start this? I think one, um, it, and there's different people, different people at different levels, right? Like if you're in that analysis paralysis, you're like, you know, I've done what I've needed to do. Like I have a pretty, is that celery juice? Yes. Ew. <laughs> Anyways, listen, when you get into energy healing, I swear to God, it'll be the best thing you ever do for yourself. <laughs> Just oh. wait. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to curse you. But anyway, so um, one of the things that in that space, right, like you've done all this research and you're like, OK, I've done everything, but I still don't know like how to take action. Because this is one, honestly, like one of the biggest questions that I get is like, I know what to do. Like I had a guy on Instagram me the other day. He's like, what would you tell someone, you know, has done all the research, but they haven't taken action? I'm like, well. I know this sounds really crazy, but you're just going to have to do it and you're going to suck at it and it's going to be really uncomfortable and you're not going to like it. But if you do it enough times, it just becomes normal. It becomes your new normal. Like maybe you don't like talking to people. Well, if you talk to enough people, you just become better at it (laughs) and you won't be as uncomfortable. And so that's one of the biggest things that I see that people stop themselves right in that space where like before it gets too uncomfortable, you stop yourself from your blessings. You stop yourself from taking more action. And that is that zone of genius. Like that is what actually makes the difference. Pushing past that limit of uncomfortableness, you know, like, a lot of times, like, let's say like with cold calling, right? Like you'll cold call 10 people and you're like, oh, everyone was such an asshole. Okay. But maybe like the 11th person, the next person was going to be so fucking nice to you and was going to sell their house. Like, well, this is, this is everything. This is everything in your life. You could un- take, take it out of real estate relationships. Like you go through four or five relationships before you find the one, right? You go through sales. 101 says you got to make 25 calls for the 26th call to be the one. Like I look, my fiance is Chris Bruce. He he tells the story all the time about how, when he got in real estate, he had 26 contracts under houses under contract. And then the, the last person he met with said, listen, we're not going to, we're not going to give you our house, but like, no is not no forever. And that inspired him to do one more. And the next one was his first deal. And so it's like, and with you, like you were in debt, literally trying to make this work. And then afterwards, you had to get yourself in a hole and get inspired to get out of it to make it work. And it's like the best way, because I could talk about this for 45 minutes. The best way I tell people to look at this is like, let's all agree that getting above that uncomfortable space is hard. Absolutely. But you know what should be harder to you? If you don't press forward and you go back to your comfortable space, mark that date on your calendar in a year from now. I want you to look up and see that you're in the same exact place as you were a year ago when you went back to that comfortable space. What's scarier to me is a year from now, looking at 365 days and seeing that I really didn't do anything different. I'm in the exact same weight, financial position, mental space, like relationship. That is insane to me. That means you spent 365 days being comfortable and creating no change, no elevation, no level up in your life. That's worse than pushing past the level of discomfort and maybe getting told no and learning an extremely valuable lesson or even better, actually creating something that works. Right. Yeah. I think what's scary is like living the same uh, day for 365 days. Like you're living the same life over and over again and nothing's changing. But you, what's crazy to me too, is like, you know, that you are capable of more than what you're doing right now, that you are able to get uncomfortable, like that you're supposed to be living a life. 
you're not supposed to be living the life that your parents have lived. Like if your parents live this mediocre life, like that is not the life just because you were born into that doesn't mean that that is where you get to stay. Like if your parents aren't entrepreneurs, it doesn't mean that you are not an entrepreneur. Right. It doesn't, they don't set the stage for you. They just gave birth to you. That's it. And they are supposed to love you and like do nice shit, but that's not always the case. Either. That's not always but, the case. <laughs> but <laughs> thankfully I had great parents, but I know that not everyone is as privileged to be born into an amazing family. But I think that it's so crazy. Like even that, like we hold on to something so strong like that. Like, oh, I didn't grow up in a great household. Okay. But you have the ability, like if you hold on to that for 80 years of your life, like, I mean, what kind of fucking life is that? Like you have the power to change that. So yeah, that's pretty amazing. Well, I really feel like people holding on to victimization. I'm not talking to everyone's situation because there's a lot of people that should still be, you know, not ready to let go of things. But I think victimization, like, I think that has a lot to do with our pride. We hold on to our stories as the excuse as to why we're not doing something when forgiveness is key. Like I want you to think about any time you've ever forgiven someone, even when like they really owed you, like, <laughs> like it's like somebody owing you a hundred dollars and you're like, you know what? I know you're never going to pay me back. Like I forgive you. Yeah. Did it hurt you? Did it ever hurt you to forgive someone? Did you ever wake up the next day and been like, I should have kept that. Like, I should have kept that grudge against you. Like, you should have to pay for borrowing that money from me. Like, it doesn't hurt anyone to forgive anyone. And I know some situations are different than others. Of course. But like, forgiveness is so powerful. It's not for the other person. It's for you. I think that is really, really, really key is that you have to realize that forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person but releasing yourself. Like, a lot of times, this is a recent situation where one my friends like someone said something that was just rude like for no reason and uh his reply was amazing I loved it he was like you're not talking about me you're talking about yourself and I was like damn all my mindset work is really working (laughs) I said damn I can do some real I should charge for this shit Well, you're putting it on a podcast. You'll charge soon. <laughs> but for real, I, I think that that is so powerful is like you're trying to evoke some kind of feeling, something that's negative. And like that is honestly in real estate period or in any business, like you're going to have people that are going to be like, fuck you, like leave me alone. Don't mail me another postcard like you're going to hell, like just rude shit that like it has nothing to do with you. Like you're not a bad person. If you know that you're coming from a certain place that you're trying to help people, literally anytime someone tells me that, like I don't even flinch. Like it has zero effect on me because I'm like that, like I always feel so bad. I'm like, yo, your life must be really terrible. Like, man, you must have had the worst day ever. I'm like, yo, I feel really bad for you. Like, and I don't even think about it like that. I'm just like, yo, like, obviously you're going through something that, and this was just, you know, the postcard just pissed you off. Like me calling you just pissed you off. Like you're just in a bad place. Like if you are okay, like you will not react like that. I would just be like, yo, I'm not trying to sell my house. Like I get messages all the time. I'm like, um, I'm not trying to sell, but Thanks. you, I can, yeah, I can buy. <laughs> yeah. Got anything I can buy. <laughs> protection and projection. Like I was talking about that on my podcast today, like blocking your blessings, like protection and projection. Anytime that someone is that rude to you, anytime that someone spins that negativity on you, it's putting up a wall, it's protecting themselves or it's projecting their insecurities onto you. And I do, um, we do Bible studies at my house every two weeks. And we were reading something in the Bible yesterday that was talking about how like basically go reconcile all your issues before you go to God. Like it was basically saying like, I'm going to say this on a very light note. Don't take this out of context. 
correct. But it was basically saying, <laughs> don't come to me and ask for blessings. God was saying, like Jesus was saying, don't come to God right. asking for blessings without reconciling like your problems with your brothers and sisters first. And it's like, and I did an episode today on my podcast about blocking your blessings. And it's like, you're waiting to get out of the stuck phase. You're waiting to get out of the gap. You're waiting to get into this business venture where you see all of this gold and all this freedom and all your desires. And you're wondering why you're still stuck here and everybody around you is winning. And it could possibly be you. It could possibly be that you've got all these external issues with friends, mm. family members, past partners in business, and you haven't reconciled any of those things yet. You're asking for a blessing. Like you need to fix those things first. Um, I think we should end right there because that was just too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Girl, don't get me on here. I'll come, I'll come with it. <laughs> We're just going to do like an ongoing episode. <laughs> Every Friday with right. Jess and Christina. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, so Jessica does have a podcast, which is absolutely amazing. The Stranded Podcast. She's on all platforms, just like I am, because you know she does my podcast. So <laughs> you know, I got um, you. <laughs> thanks, girl. Thanks. But yeah, so I I do want to say obviously thank you to you, just because without you, this wouldn't be possible. <laughs> it really wouldn't be possible, just because I wasn't going to take the time to like learn how to edit or how to do stuff or even like start listening to like sound samples and stuff that you really don't even think about when you're like, <laughs> I'm like, what? A sound sample? Like for intro? What? There's I'm like, so oh much. yeah, people do have those. <laughs> There's so much. People will be like, the what what? Like I had someone ask me today, like, so you want me to say subscribe on my outro? And I said, yeah. And she's like, so what is that? And I was like, have you ever listened to a podcast? She's like, mm, not really. And I was like, I'm going to send you a picture. Like, <laughs> like this is what they're clicking on. Subscribe. Yeah. Five star review. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that that's kind of the things like all the things that are like frequently asked questions like I didn't have to do any of like that work because you're just like, hey, like this is what this is the next step. Like this is what you're doing. So if you are interested, obviously, in launching a podcast, definitely get with Jessica. Do you want them to go to your personal Instagram? How do they find you? Yes. So instapodcast.com is almost finished, but it's up. So it's available. You can actually connect for a proposal or a call with us on my website, instapodcast with an S dot com. Or you can uh, stalk me on Instagram where I literally put everything, my life plus my business. My business also has an Instagram page so that's at Instapodcast. And then my personal Instagram is at Jessica Hurley, H-U-R-L-E-Y underscore. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking all things. No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> a mindset. Just because I know that you and I are a lot alike in that space. So I'm really thankful that you were able to come on today. But let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Always here to support you. You're I so awesome. It. Thank you so much for having me, Christina. And this is Thank awesome you. that you're putting this out there to the world. These people need this from you. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.